Hello, welcome to Slack Chaps. It's a special on politics this week, something all four members of Slack Chaps team are very au fait with. Politics is ingrained in our everyday life. Our ideals lead us to vote one way or another to determine the group that governs us all. In the Western world, it is universally believed that our democracy is the key to a fair and continuously progressive society. UK politics allows us all to have a voice, but are we doing democracy right? Are we truly informed? Do we really have a choice? Are we tolerating a political system which is unable to keep up with the pace of the world it inhabits? Do the people seeking our votes intend to serve us honourably as their title suggests, or do potential MPs have an ulterior motive? With the 21st century giving each of the 60 million plus members of our country instantaneous access to current affairs and political jousting, as well as giving constituents a huge microscope to inspect our political representatives, are we entering an age of purity in UK politics? Is honesty as important as ever? Is political scandal and shadiness as unacceptable as ever? In the UK, we have more voices than ever. A more diverse range of people representing these voices in Parliament and more access to information than ever before. However, following countless months of uncertainty surrounding Brexit and the general election where the party who finished second appeared to gain a victory, are we more confused and disinterested than ever? Or is it rather the opposite? Are the people of the UK becoming engaged, questioning politics more and more, with the answers they're receiving simply not strong enough to keep the people satisfied. What do you think of that, Ben? I thought you told me it was going to be yeah. concise today. It's going to be very I thought we were going to be discussing the 2022 general election, but I'd say you finished that. Hey, come on, don't be like that. We go, nice, in a, a nice way. Lately, and there's a lot been happening. As you can hear from all these murmuring people having a go at my intro to this very interesting podcast, <laughs> I'm joined by Ben Griffiths from season one of Slack Chaps. Hello. Scott Ward. Good evening. I'm also joined by Gareth John-Jones on production. Hello. Who's actually got a mic this week. Because we have gone more professional with Slack chaps, we were due to have a counsellor on board. And because he's busy doing counsellor work tonight, you are going to moonlight as a counsellor, Gareth. So any questions right. we have as a counsellor, you're going to get into the mind of a counsellor and you're just going to fucking make it up. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll do. That's kind of what we do on here anyway. And, you yeah. know, we've gained a bit of traction. How are we going to start this podcast talking about politics? Should we talk about young people and how much um, young people have appeared to get engaged in politics in the last general election? Think, yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that. We're not young anymore. So, yeah, let's talk about those people. I'm, I'm not young i don't think i fall into any think, young category I, anymore i think that's the most like damning thing about the whole like talking about the young people is that we're not in, i'm not in that age group anymore they can no, about the under 25s and i thought like, oh shit i think am it, i supposed to vote tory now <laughs> in yeah. most of the categories i select for like my age group when i'm signing up to something i'm definitely in the third option mm-hmm. i'm well past any i'm well past any of being able to claim i'm young it's rubbish isn't it so yeah. what what are we classes now? We're absolute nobodies, aren't we? I think the technical term is millennials. Oh, but I right, really right. don't like that. I read a thing on Twitter today that said, "Is hold my avocado." New catchphrase for millennials. I hope hold not. my avocado. Yeah. I don't eat fucking avocados f- very often. I fucking hate avocado. Yeah, maybe four a week. <laughs> it's a useless fucking vegetable. If anyone was listening to this wondering if young people should be allowed to talk about politics, we'd probably <laughs> prove them completely right that we shouldn't. Yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't know, because we're not part of them. Maybe now oh, yeah, no, we're not. Us. Let the youth, just not the millennials. Not the millennials. Millennials don't know anything. An estimated figure of how many turned out in the last general election was 72%. That was a 72% turnout, allegedly, from best estimates and best figures that, I think it was the BBC who collated this particular poll. It was remarkable compared to the... 43% from 2010 and something like 44% in 2015. So they've all come out, come out. Is this simply because Jeremy Corbyn was knocking about with JME? 
<laughs> this is this is to this this goes to show like I, I don't know who JME is exactly. But, <laughs> so I'm not in the young. He, guy, he's he's a grime artist. He's right. not. So he, that's thought, what I mean. Oh, okay. I thought he sold a range of novelty household goods. Yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> Extendable mops. I've got the JME cleaver cutter or the clever cutter that cuts veg for you. I've got a hard-boiled egg slicer. All right, then, more mainstream, then. Let's go with the the grime artist all the mums know. He was knocking about with Stormzy as well, weren't he? Yeah. And Stormzy was leading the chants at Glastonbury talking about, you know, the old, old Jeremy Corbyn chants. So he's got people engaged, yeah. How are other parties going to do that now? Because Labour seems to get the majority of the young vote. Yeah. How are the Conservatives going to get a young person's vote? Stick about a J. Your, Cole gig. Can I go back to your original question about you know, like the, why, how's the increase, how's that come about? Yeah. I think it's just generally a bit more interesting. I think Brexit did that. I think... Uh, Made it more of a soap opera. A lot, of, a lot of young people feel like Brexit sort of got decided for them because half of them didn't bother turning out and it's been a bit more charged, hasn't it? The whole, yeah, that, the that, whole environment's yeah, been a bit yeah. more meaty and people are getting into it and thinking, actually, we do need to speak up because Codgers ain't got our back. So you think some young people have got more engaged and begin to vote because it's more interesting? Yeah. Like, compared to what, though? Compared to Ed Miliband and how vanilla he was and all that, and that that, that little sort of period of politics where there was nothing that exciting going on. Cameron versus Miliband. Yeah. I don't know if I'm talking rubbish here, but I just think the youth have kind of felt like, oh, there's something going on here. Like, we need to we need to step up and and make a decision. The youth tried to join in when Miliband was in charge. It's like they've been dying to get behind someone, isn't it? It's like, because they tried, um, was it like Miller fans or something like that? Or they all loved Millie him. fans, yeah. Millie, Millie fans and, and all the girls were kissing him and all that. You remember that? He'd become into a bit oh. of a, an icon for young women. God, that passed me, that did. I think, oh, no, no, why yeah. have we got such an obsession with like labelling ourselves? Like the youth, like, I'm, I'm putting myself in that bracket, I'm the youth. You like, know, we can't just be young people. Young. We're Millie fans, Corbyn Easters, Corbynites. So just like it's, it's easier term. You've got to have a hashtag. Going back to Miliband, it, um, am I able to roll out my uh, Ed Miliband story? I've got one Ed Miliband story. Uh, did I, did I, have I already said this one? You've done it in series one. Oh, did I? Oh, go, well, go, go. Go, go, really quickly. Really quickly, he supported me. Did he? At he, a gig. He supported your band. He supported my band. Done. Job done. Okay, then. If you at a young person's convention, so this is relevant. Wasn't very well attended. Do you want to know when ways that Sky News tried to get young people engaged in 2015 before they all started voting this year? Um, they launched a youth vote initiative called Stand Up, Be Counted. Do you think that's a bit cheesy? Hmm. What would you call it first? What a youth vote initiative? Yeah. I'd call it. I'd call it youth vote initiative in <laughs> capital letters. <laughs> That does. That sounds way more communist. It would appeal to me, but <laughs> seize the means of production. See, hashtag seize the means of production. <laughs> Stand up, be counted. Yeah, was also the name of a widely panned play by Jim Davidson and an anthem of the KKK. And they said um, during the EU referendum, the Stronger In campaign launched its hashtag voting campaign video, which showed young people doing hip activities such as graffiti and skydiving. <laughs> While the words raving, sharing, chatting, and voting flashed up on the screen. Chatting. <laughs> no, no, chatting. no, no. There was no G on any word. Oh, uh, chatting. Chatting, yeah. Sharing. Voting. Oh, but so because it was because had the in. I, did they capitalize the in? Because if they no. didn't, that was, a, that was a major fundamental flaw. 
That's why we lost. That's why the in campaign lost. It's just that's so demeaning, isn't it? Chat oh, in, vote how, in. How do we get young people to vote? I know they like doing hip things. They love skydiving and graffiti and walls. <laughs> it sounds like like you know like a Tampax advert where they go like rollerblading with a dog and <laughs> just done that. Do, do rollerblading. Think, like, they just think everyone's gonna be like Bart Simpson, like skateboarding to the polling booth. Hey man, can I vote in this? It's it's like they got like sake. um you know editing like clippings off the floor of a clearest advert. <laughs> <laughs> Because they, they've been the same for 20 years, haven't they? Have you seen Clearance Lazarus? Yeah. They're exactly the same as they were in 1993. <laughs> was it Sky News or uh, Channel 4 that did like the Cassette Boy adverts where they like mashed Channel up? Channel 4 like, did that, that yeah. And they had like, no, are you sure? I thought it was Yeah, on. Channel, oh. I think it was Sky. Was no, Sky no, News. you're right, Sky. And they had like David Cameron singing. I mean, that's quite, well, then that, that was like interesting, but it doesn't make me want to vote. It's just like, oh yeah, it's funny. Watch it once. We we have already covered the Nick Clegg Uptown Funk anthem, haven't we? Yeah. In series one. Yeah. But I just wanted yeah. to bring that back into the subconscious. I just think like every time there's there is any kind of initiative to get youth people, like young people involved, you can tell it's done by people who are like in their fifties. It's great, isn't it? You'll put yourselves in the mind of a teenager. And like, what did we do when we were teenagers? Yeah. Clear us Raving. <laughs> Hashtag raving. We'll go, we'll Rave it. in. But going on to, to your question about uh, how the Tories going to tap into this vote, they're doing their own festival, aren't they? The, one of the MPs has talked about setting up their own festival. Oh, wow. Go on. Tell to, me. to, like, rival Glastonbury, because, uh, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> honestly, they're really upset about, like, the way Corbyn, like, hijacked Glastonbury, and they're talking about doing a, a festival, but they, asked, they said they're going to keep the location secret in case momentum turn up and ruin it. Wow. That, so there's talk, so they're talking about doing that. That'd be good for getting people there. <laughs> the it's secret location <laughs> <laughs> to be released on the day yeah. I just figured, yeah. who would who but, would play alright who would play a Tory festival which bands would play a Tory festival take that Andy Tory yeah. Yeah. Gary Barlow's a big Gary Tory Barlow. Um, Sacks of Vader isn't he Phil Collins Keen yeah yeah <laughs> Keen former heroin addict I, I was going to say like Mumford and Sons but apparently I, like, they're not being liberal yeah mm. yeah one of one of them yeah because it's not as obvious anymore apparently to gauge which constituencies the kooks go which are oh, the kooks yeah the, the kooks south west aren't they yeah well like say you can't assume anymore we're saying south west Canterbury was a big one in the last uh, general election it was the first time ever that the south east sat though innit Never eat shredded wheat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice though. Don't have people like you knocking round there, mate. They're all eating cheeses and stuff like that. Do you know what you're saying about um, the Tories tapping into the youth? Um, that, that, I mean, they have historically been known <laughs> to do that. <laughs> do you know there's a youth parliament? Mm. Oh right, I didn't know yeah. there was a youth parliament. Yeah, and that was. Um, that was created by Andrew Rowe, who was a Conservative MP for Faversham and Mid Kent, which is in the um, the north west, I believe. <laughs> yeah, the, the northeast, side <laughs> <laughs> <In> side. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he put that together. It's got it, it sort of works the same way as our um, in that it matters in no way. It's a, I think it's engaging kids. They're all like eleven to eighteen. Yeah, I reckon they should just let them fucking have a go with the main thing. Let's go. <laughs> Getting stuck in. There's a large divide now between the left and right in UK politics. Would you agree? Yes. With that being said, I wouldn't waste, so to speak, my vote on someone that isn't Labour if I didn't want the Conservatives to win. Do you think that's that's a lot of people's mentality? 
I think it works in, in, in certain ways. I remember, I won't name the person, but I saw a Facebook post. It was basically, who saw, uh, it was around about the general election time. It was uh, ABC, anyone but Corbyn. Okay, so he'd vote for anyone that he thought would. And I, I happen to know that area where that person lives was, was a big Tory stronghold. Mm-hmm. So obviously, probably going to vote Tory. Yeah. But I, don't, I mean, I don't know anyone that, I don't know anyone that does. There was, there was a website for it, wasn't there? Like uh, over tactical voting plan, like wait, don't waste your vote, and like you tells you what what you should vote for in your area, and then it like set you up with a, a buddy, like a in another area who could vote. So say that, that there's a Lib Dem in your area who could uh, yeah, win, and yeah. then there was a Green in their area. So like you swap swapping votes with people to like maximize Labour's share and stuff. It's just well, I say Labour, but obviously it's who you wanted to vote for. But do you think? St- people are still attracted to the top two parties because it feels like this is what's genuinely actually going to make a difference. It doesn't feel like, because we've got a first-past-the-post system, haven't we? It's not mm. proportional representation, which is argued for in, but in a lot of quarters. But do you feel that because of the two main parties, you think, oh, I may as well just... You know, let's say, for example, I quite like the Green Party, but a vote on them might not really make a difference. So I'm going to vote for the party, uh, let's say, Labour are most comparable to the Labour, uh, to the Green Party out of the Conservatives and uh, Labour. So would you just... That that definitely happens, yeah. Th- this election in particular, I think they, what, Labour got 40% and Tories got 44% or something of the vote share and that's massively up the the kind of spread across the parties has, has dropped dramatically. But I think that was mostly because this was quite a, a big election based on after Brexit. A lot of the, the marginal stuff had sort of died down, hadn't it? So people didn't really want to vote for Lib Dem because they don't want to be called Ramona's. Mm-hmm. UKIP's dead in the water, so people just sort of went back home. I don't know if that's the right word. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're kind Interesting of... Interesting choice of phrase with UKIP and going, Go. going back home. <laughs> Go back home. Right. But to to Labour. People like, people like a lot of people who voted Green more than likely voted Labour this time, mm. and I think that's because they saw an, a sort of affiliation in, in the politics and the morals of Corbyn. Yeah. Whereas they wouldn't have seen that in the past with someone like Miliband or Brown or Blair. Well, okay, Blair obviously was in, but um, but yeah. So I don't. I, I think that's um, that would have been probably where that got turned. So retracting my earlier point, I know a lot of people who would do did vote Green, who known most great. recently voted Labour. On that yeah. side as well, though, before the election, there was a lot of talk about the Progressive Alliance as well, wasn't there? There was they were talking about that. So people like Nicola Sturgeon and uh, Caroline Lucas. Is that a name? Yeah, green thought. Yes. Yeah, it's green confusing because yeah. there's two of them. And isn't John Col- John Coleman or something. But they were talking about a progressive alliance of like the kind of left sided parties working together, the coalition of chaos as the press themed it like. But mm-hmm. so there was a lot of talk before in terms of we'll all work, we you know we'll, we'll work together. We're happy to do something. So I think if you were a green, mm-hmm. you probably are more inclined to vote Labour in this election. So again, that's probably why we did see that shift. Want to do a mock election here now? So, Ben, you're going to be the leader of one party. What's your party called? Have a think while I say, Scott, you're going to be the leader of another party. So what's your party called, Ben? Do, I, do, they ha- do we have to follow my ideals of my, my moral? My sort of moral I think that's or? generally what you do when you're the leader of a Wardy, political party. But me and Ward are very, very similar kind of... Yeah, but I'm still going to have to pick one of you. But we're going to have a very, very similar manifesto. Well, okay, all right. You've got you, what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to prioritize. I'm gonna give you ten things, and you're gonna have to. I'm gonna give you five things, and you're gonna have to prioritize one over the other. Okay, okay. So I what's your party name. called? I yeah. need a name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go for chariots of fire. 
Chariots of Fire party. That's fine. I well, that sounds it. very far right. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It isn't. But yeah. That's maybe where I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up a few votes on the name alone. Scott, uh, just gonna be called the Party Party. This yeah. this is like a, a round on The Apprentice. Yes, where yeah. they've all got to pick their own. I reckon team cha- names. Cha- Chariots of Fire have got like uniforms and that. Yeah. <laughs> You're damn right. We've got sashes. Yeah, like, got orange sashes. old unofficial army uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> First World War. You <laughs> go, boss. <laughs> okay, so I'm but, regretting the name choice now. It's the only. I am as well. No one's going to take the party party seriously. The party party. I don't. We know. Don't, we're not that big on partying. <laughs> in fact, in my manifesto, there is a a ban on all. Forms of partying. Oh. Ten o'clock curfew. Ten, yeah. See now, now Ben, you're going to do well here. What you, what you, what you said? <laughs> you say you've got similar sort of uh, outlooks and ideals, but there's already a big difference. Oh, well, there so we I'm, go. I'm swaying towards one or the other, but I can't okay. say what shit. Right? Okay. You've got to prioritise. What do you say? Do you want to go for? A, do you want to be banned from partying, or do you want to be a racist? <laughs> I'm not a racist. <laughs> you haven't heard any of any of my bloody manifesto yet. <laughs> What we're gonna do? It only sounds racist on the surface. <laughs> we, we're gonna give scenarios so Gaz can chip in at any point. So this is what we're gonna do, right? We've either got to cut half of the funding in the NHS, so we're gonna have an increase of private hospitals in the UK by fifty percent, and the, you know healthcare is gonna be a mess. Okay. You're selling it to me. Okay. So you either got to do that, or you've got to do that to schools. So that, that is the first decision you've got to make on your budget. So you either slash half the budget for the NHS yeah. or slash half the budget for schools. Mm, chariots of fire, what do you reckon then? Oh, I can't be clever about it because it's an either-or option here. I can't say I'm going to pull the money from... No, uh, no. Pulling money out of the you military. You can't pull the money. It's like, it's, this is what's happened on this one. So you've got to... This is your first very tough decision. You've come into Parliament... The last you been a big to, fucking financial crash. On, <laughs> you've come into in this dystopia. Yeah, it, it's been a nightmare. So you've got to use your initiative here. So what would you uh, what would you go for? Oh, how what how would you sort it? Have you got any thoughts, Gaz? What what would sw- so Gaz is um Gaz is a member of the public, and what what would you like to see, sir? Okay, I think if uh, the lesser two evils, yeah. I'd have to say slash the school budget. Oh my god, you awful man. I'm, I'm, I see. Chariots of Fire are committed to schools. Mm, they're committed right. to uh, preserving school budgets, and therefore. So you're going for. Going to slash half the NHS. It, it's, a, it's not a decision I wanted to make. No, no, no. But at least you made that tough decision. I'm making that decision. So you've killed people already in your I'm, time. I'm up for murdering old people <laughs> to preserve the young. Okay, all right. Because the young are going to vote. Well, I've for got me. good news for you, Mr. Jones. Because <laughs> the party party are committed to the NHS. Well, okay. Let's see and, what the rest and, of your policies are. And are, because of our gentlemen. party ban, alcohol-related injuries are down by ninety-nine percent. Interesting. Which means that the actual the NHS budget's actually down by fifty-nine percent anyway. So we're actually still running at a nine percent surplus. Brilliant. Fuck you. Uh, the, the, the correct. <laughs> Smoke break. <laughs> I'm putting that nine percent back to schools. Uh, the cor- <laughs> no, I no, I gone. 109%. It's either or. <laughs> either or. If you haven't fleshed out your budget, Griff, it's not my problem. I got to well, I tell you what, I want, I'd or. like 109% of anything. So. <laughs> it was an either or option. I wanted to take more money out of the fucking military. But this <laughs> no, one, no, he no, wouldn't no. let me. No, that's, that's what someone else said. What, what military? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the correct answer was actually what you do, you cut the schools, yeah, and you fund the NHS. Okay. However, you bring back child labour when they become nurses, yeah, and they get paid very well. So it's child labour, but it's well-paid child labour. So you're labor. saying child labour is a good thing. Well, labour's very popular at the moment in the UK. So there you go. <laughs> good. What's the second choice? I don't okay. like these. What do you reckon? What do you reckon to choice two? Guys? So what? What is the name uh, of the charity survivors of the Hitler Youth? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nurshin staff. Staffen. That's. There was his idea, not mine. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't want to get. I want to preserve the schools. Okay. He's your Can't. Reichsminster. Here, here's the next one. I'm thinking. I'm thinking off the top of my head. So bear with me. Mm. You're answering this one first. I'm not making that the same mistake. You can um just need to start listening to the electorate then. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to listen. He butted in before your answer. Patience is a virtue. You can um right, there's a big kickoff over in um <sighs> Lithuania. It's going off and there's civil unrest. Okay, yeah. What we wanna do, there's an allied forces that want the UK to go over there, put the dictator out of Lithuania because we want to invade it. Yeah. Okay, we want to do that. Do you want to do that? Do you want to invade Lithuania? I'm not answering that first. It's, it's yeah. I, I think we should engage in dialogue. Yeah. But but obviously we all know how the Chariots Fire Party have historically treated Eastern Europeans. <laughs> and so I can predict here's the, the answer already. If you don't invade Lithuania, you've got to cut the entire arts fund for our country. Why? But because you got to. This is the, this is the thing. Either or. Yeah, Either exactly. or. Yeah, because yeah. life is very black and white. So you can either invade Lithuania and cut the arts fund, yeah, or you can not invade Lithuania and totally cut ourselves away from our allies in the world. So um, we'll be open to any sort of military attack from a foreign country. Nice. What do you reckon, Ben? What would you no, do? I'm not first on this one. Yeah. We'd have some lovely theatre and <laughs> Latin books, theatre, TV. It'll be it'll be theatre, but most of the stories will be about that time that we got bombed by half the world. We're not, jo- we're not joining in. Oh, we'd be such a jovial country. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we're, we're going to war. We're going to war. <laughs> okay. What about you, Ben? So, like I say, you got to cut the arts fund if we don't go to war. Okay. So you might be keeping a lot of the country happy, but you've got a lot of friends that are into art. So what would, what would you do? What would you do? You know my friends so well. Yeah, what are we doing? Um, I, I'm opposed to war. Okay. I don't think war is the right answer. But if you were opposed to war, in this case, you're opposed to art. Was that the way that... Yeah, because if you don't go to war, I don't go to you war, don't the get the arts one. Fuck okay. Glastonbury off. Seriously, <laughs> the last headline of Glastonbury ever will be Ed Sheeran. But it's a privately funded. No, no, no. The Chancellor here. I don't know where these <laughs> funds are going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't go to war, we don't get the arts fund. Yeah, no arts funding. I'm no art, and there's a ban on art. <laughs> a ban on art. Yeah. If we don't go to yeah, war. Yeah. So you got to make art. <laughs> I still think we'll be a happier country without war and art. Okay. What are we going to do in our spare time? What? Whilst. So you've sh- said art. You haven't said the arts. Because the arts is a bigger umbrella. So it, art, basically, I can, anything, I'll fuck Picasso off to save a couple of million people. Anything artistic. Anything artistic. Anything artistic. Even like a limerick. The book. The books count. Yo, yeah, kind of books. Even even people who 
speak like slightly like they're singing. They have to have a new voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very 1984. Basically, what's going to happen? You know, France and Germany are like, come on, let's go and fuck Lithuania off. We're going to have that. We'll invade <laughs> it, yeah. Right? So we, we can go that to war. That is exactly it's how a, Angela Merkel talks. Bear in mind, yeah, this is a war we're definitely going to win. There'll be no bother. There'll be like double... There'll be barely any like deaths on our side. Well, it, it, w- it, it will be from drinking too much because they're partying in Lithuania. Like the forces. Well, they won't because they're not partying. Yeah, can't, but they're the par- anti-party party. <sighs> right. But you're not going to have anyone fit because the NHS is gone. So yeah. no, one, no one will want to art because they'll be dead. Okay, you've answered. Ben, <laughs> right? No one will yeah. want to art because they'll be dead. <laughs> no one will want to do any art. Ben, you wanted to save education. Scott wanted to save the NHS. Scott wants to go to war against Lithuania. And in doing that, yeah, he is totally destroying our art in the UK we've got no access to art anymore and you can't partake in no, it yeah if he goes what? to war he's saving art sorry yeah he's saving art right yeah. okay yeah so if I don't go to war you're destroying art, art. I'm destroying art yeah so I'll fuck it bomb him <laughs> <laughs> okay <I'm> then <laughs> alright then and finally yeah we were talking about you've got to have um, uh. no you've got to have <laughs> You've you voted for gas so far. Yeah. Yeah. The opinion polls. No. No, go on, what's so far? Well, they, 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 their policies are the same on the last one. So, so far, Wardy's got me vote because I'd pr- prefer to have the NHS saved. Okay. And fine. you don't like partying. And schools. You don't like organised fun, do you? No one will stop me partying, mate. No one. Well, well, we'll, we'll see about that, gas. <laughs> the anti party party will have a strict seven o'clock yeah. curfew. Where do you think the, the this, troops are being deployed this, when they come this, back from this, Lithuania? This house. Okay. <laughs> In, interesting one then, right? Before the election, how would Chariots of Fire engage with the youth of this country? Now, surely this one's going to be quite easy against the party party. It's like, do you like going to school? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to war with a series of engaging hashtags. <laughs> no. Um, Let's think. Okay, serious answer. How would we engage? Serious answer. Serious answer. <laughs> I want to fucking win this. How would we engage with the youth? Yeah. Um, you can know who JME is for a start. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd create Look at this fucking uh, mop here, kids. <laughs> Look at this mop. <laughs> vote, vote for charity to fire with a, Okay, with a string of overblown advertising. Camp, an advertising campaign that was so overblown, so full of pyrotechnics, so full of pizzazz that we'd blindside everyone. <laughs> because this is the era of advertising. With that, so fuck it, I'm going to have pyrotechnics in the street. Mm-hmm. That's, daily. That's a good idea because there are a lot of graduates that went to university, studied marketing, got a 2-1 and are doing like factory jobs now, so they'd be made up. I do just wonder how the pyrotechnics in the street is going to go down with all them soldiers <laughs> that are coming back from Lithuania with a bit of PTSD. <laughs> this is after grip. I get in. Okay, yeah. okay. So what would you, how would you engage with the youth? Uh, I'm going to arrange a series of nationwide town hall events hosted by <laughs> David Dimbleby and Richard Maidley discussing the, the pressing issues of our time. Richard Maidley? That's he, good That's good for the youth. He engages with the youth. Yeah, they do like strange ones. Like They all like Philip Schofield. No one's got Philip yeah. Schofield and Holly Willoughby in. I would have just gone, here's Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. And they go, yeah, they're well funny. Them. She's a Tory. Is she? Yeah, she, she wouldn't have done that. Okay then, um, and finally, what is your nickname and what is your nickname? 
What, in personal nickname? Yeah, and they kind of go like, you know when they go Miller fans or Corbinites and all that. So what would my fans be called? Uh, yeah, yeah. How would they, yeah. Go on, you go first. Identify I as I can't go first. Or, I don't know. Come on, we're not that kind of party, Taylor. You, is that, is we that don't, don't have nicknames. Mm. They're known by their fault. It's Mr. Ward to you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, you're, you're going the other way now, mate. <laughs> right. Um, I would say fireheads. <laughs> Right, Gaz, who are you voting for? So uh, that was you a firehead. That, that was a dig at gingers, Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. We're very inclusive of ginger people. <laughs> very inclusive. A lot of back benches. Can I have a a free a free meal at every? Uh, okay, diner. Chiquita, no chiquito for being ginger. You can have a voucher up to and including uh, a fifteen pound limit. You if you'd have said free meal, I would have voted for you. But, but so I'm, I'm voting for. I'm not the, giving the free meals party. out. Wardy's got my vote. I'm not giving free meals out to in the entire electorate. You said, you said gingers are. Gr- Griff can't afford inclusive. to give free meals out as soon as he's slashed books. <laughs> <laughs> I think no one knows how to cook because they can't read books and cooking learn how to cook. <laughs> I didn't slash that one. <laughs> I know I you can never be a you fucking politician. This is I can't even remember hard. what you promised anymore, Griff. You're so full of shit. Now, now people may have think that after my very serious introduction that this may have gone downhill. Yeah. But that exercise proved that you can't keep everybody happy. I'd actually want to change the name from Fireheads to Firestarters. Really? There and that's go. way more attractive to the youth. Encouraging crime. That, that, was, yeah. that was a daily um, nickname to me in school, and I didn't enjoy that. So again, no no vote Also, for, for you, I'll Ben. You. Also, Gareth's got Don't two dogs, and you wanted pyrotechnics. Yeah, that yeah. That go would, well together. That was... Mm. You fucked Nightmare. it, Ben. That's your career in P- politics over. Piss all over my kitchen floor with your pyrotechnics. The, the reality is, Ben, when I go into power, none of my policies will actually come to light and we'll have no money, but I've lied and everyone believes me, so it's fine. So I think <laughs> we've proved that lying yeah. works in politics. Right, seriously, back on track. What is the... Oh, I Do think what, Bibby's listen. really upset that he hasn't come tonight now. Oh, I reckon... <laughs> Like I say, Councillor Bibby will be giving his inputs on this episode in one way or another. Um, what is the? We'll start with the worst thing because we'll go on to the best. We'll start with the bad and get on to the good. End on a positive, right? Yeah. What is the worst thing about UK politics? The Tories. No, I just think it's got quite it's got quite vicious, hasn't it? It's quite vitriolic the way people are talking to each other at the moment. Everyone's just like, there's no kind of reason middle ground. Everyone just fucking hates each other, and it's not. It's not productive and it's not really good. It looks it makes us look dicks as the rest of the world as well. When people are arguing, like, or when people used to row with each other, people the term parliamentary debate would sometimes yeah. sometimes. Well, that's the idea of parliament, isn't it? Yeah, people say let's have some parliamentary debate in here, but now parliamentary debate isn't even parliamentary debate. Everyone gets it's it's very childish, isn't it? It's very personal personal attacks. That's what it is. It's turned childish. We've got people who don't have an idea and don't bother to learn or research or consider and thinking that they're, you know, everyone's allowed an opinion, but they're not, not everyone's opinion is as valuable as the next person because you, if you haven't got any backing behind it, then it, but people just think they can say what they want. And, you know, like Joe Cox's husband gets attacked on a daily basis for like, oh, yeah, well, your wife got murdered. It's like, well, that's not how you should be talking about politics when you're talking about stuff. Mm-hmm feel like the point's being missed somewhat. Yeah, I just think it's gone a bit... It, it, it's, just, 
it's just gone. It's so polarized. It's so vitriolic. It's not good. What about you, Ben? What's what's the worst thing? It doesn't have to be quite as like. Uh, no, the, the the worst thing is the way that immigration as a whole is used as uh, is used now to sort of validate certain people's beliefs. It's the way that immigration is is now. I hate the phrase political football, but this is it is when it boils down to it. It has been for the past two years has been probably maybe in the top two sort of political issues that have been debated, especially with like the general public. It's the way that immigration as well has enabled so people to be racist. I don't like the way it's enabled racism, but I don't like the fact that it's been one of the most important issues. I don't think that it is. I think that health, health and social care and schooling and things like that, public services are far more important. The problem we have with immigration, though, is that it comes back to that how we talk about things. So you've got one side who are quite loud in being very anti-immigration but then you've got another side who are very loud in being pro-immigration but in a must way that that both sides are so scared to actually just stop and look at a middle ground on the issue and consider both sides where we have people who say no you can't say anything bad about immigration at all that's wrong and then we've got the other side who go well if you're an immigrant then you know you're causing all the problems in this country when actually it's probably somewhere in the middle there's you know, I don't know, maybe there's a, an actual reasoned end that you can use with immigration in terms of that both, that maybe there is some problems that it causes and there are benefits, but we just can't look at that at the moment without it, arguing. So, so when you were saying about vitriol, do you think there is a form of media that perhaps uh, pushes, <laughs> like a open question, I'm not forcing you down the tunnel here, is there a form of media that you think uh, pushes their views on people? Newspapers, yeah. Yes, interesting. Yes. Now, here's, here's an interesting thing. Now... <laughs> Is there any particular cracking segue? Cracking segue. Is there any particular newspaper that might push it more than others? Maybe one or two newspapers that push the immigration card. Yeah. Any any particular ones? Uh. The moon and the. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, let, let's say it's the opposite newspaper to the moon. Yeah. And to the. Yeah, Look, the Sun in 2010 was selling three million <laughs> newspapers per day. Okay. Um, in 2017, it's 1.7 million per day. The mail in 2010 was selling 2.1 million per day and in 2017, 1.5 million per day. So it's nearly a 50% reduction in the sun and it's about a 25% reduction with the Daily Mail over seven years. Now, is that going to change politics going forward? Seriously, if we're talking about engaging and it's like, that is a way of engaging with young people. Look how the sun dropped off. Like the mail, it's, it's a big deal, isn't it? Engagement's going to change. When we're talking about honesty in politics, it's harder to... Is it harder to pull the wool over people's eyes now because they go to so many different so many different places to get their information? Well, no, because I think uh, the majority of, of of news and opinionated sort of news uh, journalism is done via social media. It's done by basically via Facebook, and because of the way Facebook's algorithms work, you end up surrounding yourself with people who have the same opinions. So you've got the social media bubble, but then you're out your targeted adverts and things like that, and 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 sort of su- suggested articles all end up going around the same thing. Like I haven't seen, with the exception of the occasional funny video, mm-hmm. haven't seen the Daily Mail article pop up once in my Facebook feed. Okay, and that's generally because the people that I'm friends with yeah. are tend to share ones from the canary yeah. or a lot of left-wing sort of things so I, I don't tend to see any any like that and i think that is the way that uh, that it is going which means going back to your original thing that it is polarizing opinions even more than newspapers when you can choose when you go in to buy a newspaper you've got a selection of about seven or eight that have very varying different articles however sorry to go on this e- massively elongated point newspapers won't die off just yet 
because people still reference newspapers on the television and and on social media and the internet. The front cover of a Sun today will uh, will announce that or will say that. Yeah. So I don't think that's going away anytime soon, but it is moving to an online media. I'm going to... No, no, it's a great point. So what you're saying is like, when you went to choose your paper, you were making a conscious choice, whereas in your social media uh, searchings or with the algorithms... It's, it's sort of already made, made for, for you. you, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, what's the best thing about UK politics? We have our democracy, surely. We have a choice. We have a vote. We have a voice. We have the freedom to express. We have a f- freedom of expression, freedom of opinion, freedom of speech. Yeah, that we're not controlled by... a. a a single dictator by the, it, by the it, Lithuanian dictator what's he called trying to overthrow Ivana Nikobakalov in the grand scheme of things we've got it good surely think how many countries in the world 250 plus countries or something like that I don't know, 270, 220. I don't know, get mixed, yeah. get confused with bones in but, the human body. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, yeah. we have got a great democracy, surely. Is it easy to become so negative? We have a great, we do have a great democratic system in insofar as, and I don't, I didn't agree with the opinion, but you know, Brexit was was it was it was a bit, it was a marker to show just how much the the public can influence. You know, a decision that though. I mean, I don't agree with the outcome. I don't that agree is, that it should have been the, the public. Well, I don't think no. I I, I don't think it should have been a public decision. So either. maybe that's you, not so good. But if you're talking about but that but that's opinion. But it was if you're talking about a fact where the public can oh, can change something, regardless mm. of whether you thought it was a good idea or not, because I don't think it was particularly good idea. But, but it, it but goes. They were, they were, in my opinion, influenced a certain way to vote that way, and it was all. Bollocks, basically. True, but so, they at so least you can say it. the public were not really using their heads there. No, but at least the, the option was there. Which I know what you're saying. Which yeah. can be taken massively for granted. I'm like I said, I don't agree with the decision in any way, but it can take it massively for granted if you go throughout the rest of the world. It's you know, it's not a huge amount of countries that will go for a similar kind of democratic system. Mm. And, and also, people voted for. In Cameron's manifesto, we said, if you vote for me, I will give you a choice to make a choice on the EU. So they also yes. voted for that. It wasn't yes. forced upon us. You know what I mean? Again, I don't agree with it, but surely, come on, someone say something good about this. We've got a great, we've got a great political system, surely. The freedom, for, the freedom for us to vote for anyone regardless of... Well, other than the only restriction being age. Mm-hmm. It's only an age restriction-based sort of democratic system. And I think that's a, gra- that's a massive plus point. And also that it's not just... I mean, it is sort of a two-party system, but it isn't really. Like it is. And that's, that's why I'm struggling to think of anything that's actually mm. really good, other than the fact that, yeah, we're allowed to vote, but you're also in a situation where most people's vote doesn't really count. It's, it's, it's a bit of a turd system, really. It's absolutely so outdated. You can, you can that, win. That was going to be my bad point. You kind of win by 51%. I, I just feel like it's a really archaic system. It's not. It's not very progressive. We've been kind of pushed down this road of you have to keep first past the post because you get yeah, strong. Yeah. You get strong governments. Whereas you know you look in Germany, you look in Scandinavian countries. They all have proportional representation, and they always tend to have coalitions that are working together. And actually, and that that helps to bridge the the polarization because everyone's voice is getting heard in Parliament and is part of that decision making. So everyone has to kind of make sacrifices of their Compromises policy and compromise towards what they what they're achieving. You wanted to finish on an, on an upbeat point, but I don't oh, think I, we're going to get that. There's got to be something good. I, I, I think I know what you're saying, Ben. You know, we are given a choice on lots of 
hefty, heavy, weighty things. You could argue that a lot of countries don't get that. Is that what you're trying to say? They sort of, but now listening to you two, I don't necessarily agree with my previous opinion, which is quite pol- sort of like a politician. Well, it's not to, black and white, is it? Like, I think, I think ultimately, yeah, you know, we, we are living in a democracy. I just, I just think it's an outdated one. But at least it's a democracy. I think the actual real best thing at the moment is the uh, level of engagement with social media and some of the things you can find. My favourite thing is the the little gif of uh, Theresa May eating a fish in Parliament when she was laughing. And, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Wonder about that twenty years ago. So gifts, you can't do gifts that. Gifts are the best thing about <laughs> British. You can't politics. do that in North Korea. It's interesting what you say. So whilst I was trying to say, well, think of something good because think how much worse it could be. You're still saying no. It can be better. And yeah. It should be better. And we're not resting on our laurels because if we did, then we would have never got to this point in the first place. Yeah. And you're saying it can be better and it should be better. And I think there is hope for the future that it will become better. Good point on the future then. How does Britain look in 10 years' time? Who's in charge? What's happened with Brexit? Anyone? Chariots of fire are in charge. <laughs> Bre- Brexit is irrelevant as Europe has been destroyed. <laughs> In the, the Great Lithuanian War. <laughs> Realistically, yeah. um, Corbyn's dead. You don't think, Scott, you don't think that um, Corbyn's dead. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Um, Scott, you don't think that Brexit will ever happen, do you? I happen to know that about you. No, I don't. I still don't think it will. I think in 10 years' time, I think we, we will technically... I, I'm swinging more to the fact that we probably will leave the EU in name, but I think we'll be a member of every tiny organisation of it in some way or another. So I think we'll probably be like Norway and we'll actually still basically be in the EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, to be honest with you, I don't think a great deal will change. I think we've pro- we'll probably have a bit of an economic dip, probably a bit of a, maybe not quite a recession, but I think well, this time in 10 years will be about where we would have been. It's still going to be fucking hard to buy a house. Yeah. Do you think? I think we're going to be a lot like Norway in that well, like, it'll be really, very, very fucking cold as well. Really, really selfishly, like, I'm really hoping the arse falls out of the housing market because of Brexit. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... I'm sorry everyone that owns a house, like, like, my parents and stuff, but, like, I'm fuck, rich. please, like... <laughs> I need so We need something. Yeah, just something. the arse. <laughs> <laughs> 50% gone. <laughs> Ace, that'll suit me. I think it's going to be... To live in London will be cost completely, impossible. <laughs> completely impossible. Completely <laughs> impossible. Because of them, the giant rats, the ten foot rats. <laughs> <laughs> At least they'll be able to afford a fucking first time buy a mortgage. <laughs> so we're talking about the future of UK politics. We discussed Brexit, but basically we all want the how uh, the housing market to crash. Except gas. No, yeah, please. <laughs> Except gas. Well, I, I I also got my hands on one as well. That, that's going to be my investment for the future, mate. You don't give a fuck, do you? No, not really. It's a dog eat dog world, mate. Yeah, like, man. I need a fucking house. You made me house. pick between houses, schools, uh, health and schools. I need a bigger house for all the kids. I'm probably going to end you up. You can having. have this one, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, sorted. Thanks. Yeah, great. Okay, then. So let's we'll, we'll hit a couple of questions. How expensive is it to go to university in the year 2027? Thirty nine thousand pound a year. <laughs> okay, it was Scott. In a serious answer, I I think they're going to reduce them, but they won't they won't be free. Yeah. I think they're going to have to because I think it's going to get. I don't. I think it's going to go. I think it's going to skyrocket. I, I think it'll be free. Skyrocket. I'd like it to be free. I think it'll be free. Has, are we doing a slack chaps bet on this one? We, we are talking in 10, 10 years. years. And the, the, the Tories have a demographic problem. They've, you know, their base is quite old. So in 10 years, you know, we might tip it. Tip it, the youth will win. Yeah. Um, and these things will be free, but... 
Caught and dry then, are we technically part of the European Union? Officially, no, but... In all but name. Technically, yeah. yeah. Enough to keep the races happy. What is our immigration <laughs> policy? Are, are less people coming in? It'll be like Australia. No. Again, I think officially it will be like Australia, but actually yeah, we yeah. will have the same system that we have now and people will be able to come as, as they please, pretty much. So basically, everything's the same, that's the, but we're it, just not part of the EU. That's what's good. That's and it's really easy to buy a house. So we're basically going to be, in 10 years, we, yeah, houses are going to cost hundreds, not thousands, and <laughs> the EU is going to exist. We, we're going to be doing everything. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. And, uh, and the EU will basically, we'll be members of the EU, except we won't actually have any influence in changing any of it at all, because we'll we'll just be on the outside using it. Cool. So outside wanking into the curtain. <laughs> crying. <laughs> to, to quote um, the thick of it. And Nigel Farage still won't be elected. So, are we looking forward to the future? Yeah, it depends how badly the housing market crashes. <laughs> Brilliant, then. I yeah. await with bated breath. Well, thank you, anyone at home that listens to this. This was meant to be quite a serious yeah. uh, discussion on politics. We did have a councillor booked in and everything, but he did have to go and take on some councillor duties tonight and take care of one of the residences. And left residence. those clowns in charge. It's a shame, really. I feel like he, they probably could have ran with some of the policies we've come up with today. Yeah, exactly. I hope he never got ran with any of the policies that we came up with today. We did talk about Brexit, which people haven't heard enough about. We spoke about uh, the middle ground between the two major political parties in our country. We spoke about first-past-the-post political um, voting systems and proportional representation. We spoke about the future and how the housing market might crash. We spoke about the making youth. The youth. We spoke about the youth and how young the adults youth engage. And we also spoke about how you could set up a political party and how difficult it is to keep everybody happy. So whilst it might have sounded like an absolute fucking shambles, there was some sort of narrative there, was there not, Ben? It was only difficult to set up a political party because of the constraints that you set. Mm. <laughs> Our overlord and dictator. Well. <laughs> Maybe when we spoke about what the best part of UK politics is, that should have been a little indicator to say democracy. Because I fucking forced a decision on you. <laughs> you had to make a decision. And that's not very nice, is it? Hashtag democracy wins. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Scott Ward. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for your input as well as your production. My fizziness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. And yeah, great. John Jones and uh, thank, thank you. you very much Ben Griffiths for your very good input thanks for having me and thanks for listening to this absolute shambles and take care of yourselves and uh, keep an eye on the housing market good night <laughs> <laughs>